What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. We can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. We look to the future but embrace our past. We study. We analyze. We race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. Through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection, we learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio.
welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Justified Cultures, Traction MXC Covers, and Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got none other than Good. Davey and went out to the racetrack here at Hanktown, and uh, everything's coming together, getting ready to uh, get this thing started. For sure. This is not your first visit to Sacramento. It seems like almost an annual pilgrimage for you, with uh, this being uh, the 49th running of the, uh, the the Hangtown National. You probably haven't been to all of them, but uh, a, a ton of them. And uh, like it, it's been re- recently, it's been at the beginning of the series, but uh, that's yeah, quite well, rare it's, it's, for it's, the, um, uh, the series to start the there. The but, uh, I like out, it. Um, Hangtown, you know, it used to be Gainesville was the opener, and then Hangtown uh, was in April. But uh, when we completely separated Supercross and Motocross, it made more sense to have Hangtown be the first race rather than, say, Glen Helen, because Hangtown is a state park. And as a result, they cannot charge admission on a holiday weekend. So if the race were next weekend, which here in America is Memorial Day weekend, uh, everyone would be allowed to go in for free. (laughs) So uh, Hangtown, uh, because it's the oldest event, uh, they like to say Motocross (laughs) starts here as their uh, uh, sort of their tagline. And, um, yeah, I've been coming out uh, every year since um, since we uh, took over the series in uh, 2008, 2009. There, there you go. And it is a beautiful track at that. I've, uh, I've only been able to visit the track uh, as a, on, a, on an off weekend, haven't been able to go there as a national, but uh, this time of year, you've always, you've got to be looking forward to this. You've been working t- towards it for a long period of time. Uh, when the gate drops uh, this Saturday, is it more of an excitement feeling or more well, of a relief just, feeling that uh, the eyes are dotted you know, we, across? We, 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 we get to work and play at motocross, you know, 365 days a year. Uh, if we're not working on uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross, we're working on something involving Loretta Lens. We're working on Obviously, the magazine, the websites, the social media—you um, know—it it just uh, it just builds and builds, I guess you'd say. And uh, yeah, there's a there's a there's a genuine relief when the first starting gate drops, but that means that there's only 47 more to go. And uh, you know, it's not quite the sense of relief I get when the starting gate drops at you know Loretta Lens because that you know is. Um, a one-time-a-year thing, and, and, and it's a combination of a year's worth of work, but these nationals, we're, we're, we're working on it all the time. Absolutely. Working all the time is kind of uh, like uh, the mantra to Davy Coombs in general. Uh, from from being trackside uh, uh, analyst and and, uh, and pit reporter uh, throughout uh, many uh, uh, TV broadcasts throughout the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, to uh, now celebrating 20 years of, uh, of Racer X as a publication and, uh, and now basically being the uh, uh, Swiss Army knife for uh, MX Sports, Racer X, and uh, everything else that you tackle. Uh, does does it ever get old for you in the fact uh, that uh, no, this is a but, sport you know, where you even have to wear many hats? Have to wear because, many hats. You know, unless you own a real big company or come up with a really great idea, uh, you know, there, you, you have to do two or three things. Uh, you know, and for a while there, you know, I just I grew up that way because that's where my mom and dad were, and um, you know, I've been lucky enough to uh, find things that that I could contribute uh, to the sport and things that I also genuinely enjoy doing. Uh, you know, I, I love magazines, I love publishing, uh, and, and I love motocross racing. I just wasn't good enough to do it for a living and figured out that, you know, I could work at the tracks and help my parents out and, uh, be around it all the time and just kind of, you know, sewed it all together and it became uh, a career and, uh, a pretty good one too. I mean, I, I, I wake up in the morning, uh, I can't wait to get to the office and hang out with my friends and work on some new ideas or some old stories or edit, you know, Eric Johnson's piece or Steve Mathis's thing or Jason Ligant's and, um, you know, that's, it's fun to me, to me, putting a magazine together is like doing a puzzle. Uh, it's something I really enjoy. And as soon as I'm done, I'm ready to work on another one.
Fair enough. Well, there's some pretty exquisite puzzles. They are uh, monthly issues coming out for Racer X. Um, like, w- without completely reinventing the wheel every every single month, uh, how do you top yourself in ter- as far as month to month to month? Is it um, like do you set goals in mind, uh, and or if, throughout the year, are there a couple of times when you release a magazine that uh, you're less than happy with? You know, you, first of all, you know, like for instance. The last month of Supercross was just phenomenal. You know, from from uh, Eli Tomac's amazing ride in, in Salt Lake City to his his sort of awful night in New Jersey to Dungey, you know, getting back in there, and then all the stuff that went on in Vegas in both classes, and then you know, lo and behold, right when you think it just can't get any more crazier, Ryan pulls the plug and calls it a career, and you know, that's going to be that's going to make for some amazing pages in the magazine but there are other times when when it's not so good like last summer when Roxon was just absolutely dominating outdoor motocross and it was kind of hard to really get your head wrapped around you know a compelling story uh other than you know kenny wins kenny wins kenny wins uh so so it depends on what comes your way but fortunately you know everyone who works on the magazine and, and you know some of the guys like like i said ej weege mathis uh, Chase, Andrew, um, everyone's real competitive with sort of the the things they bring to the table. You know, you want to you want to have a a, a a neat feature. You want Simon Cudby to you know shoot some masterpiece photos, or uh, Rich or Jeff or you know any of the other you know contributing photographers, and and uh, so it, it 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 never gets old. But there are times where yeah, you know, you wish something would have come out different. And then right when you think you do have something really different, you know, B.J. Smith shows up with the Austin Stroop story, Austin, we have a problem, and, and literally resets the deck because it's just such a phenomenal, intense, and, and, and extraordinary story. So, you know, yeah, they're not all great, and, and but none of them are bad, I can tell you that. We, we work really hard on everything we do. That I would totally agree, and uh, um, just when I think that uh, I'm progressing at all with the written word or even the spoken word, uh, I talk to or uh, read something from Brett Smith and immediately humbled uh, by uh, his work. That guy is uh, is way too good and think, uh, thinking outside the box and then uh, presenting it in a way that even I can understand it. Um, working with guys like that and also EJ, who's he, he's like uh, Eric Johnson, a great writer, and since 2000 and, or late 90s, has even become an even better writer. Uh, does that guy ever uh, just like cease to to amaze you as far as uh, the the balls that he juggles, but still turning out gold, uh, even coming from uh, well, like, you know, he, just, he, we do talk about you know planning really cool. things out and coming up with a, a a neat and compelling story. And like um, you know, the 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 new issue, for instance, has a story called 1984, and and you know he wanted to do a story on sort of that era, and he's really good friends with Johnny. O'Mara and Jeff Ward and, and RJ and David Bailey, you know, those are those are all his heroes when he was growing up. And, you know, he now lives amongst them and works with them. And um but what he didn't realize and I I told him this that in nineteen eighty four there was a schism in Supercross and uh the AMA and the promoters kind of broke up. And, you know, if you get an old record book out from, from nineteen eighty four, eighty five or eighty six you will find two Supercross standings. And one was the InSport series, which was won by Johnny O'Mara, and everyone considers Johnny the 84 Supercross champion. But then there was a two-race AMA series that included only Daytona and Talladega, and it was won by Jeff Ward. And Eric was like, wow, I, I didn't even know that. So in, in investigating it, he found out you know, from the riders sort of the behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on and you know, how competitive it was over at Team Honda. We had O'Mara and Bailey and Bob Hanna battling, you know, on a daily basis at the practice track. And then, you know, the, 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 that was right at the end of the work spikes thing. And anyway, you know, he just talks to those guys and they talk to him as a friend and they, they tell him things that they probably wouldn't tell most people. And uh, then, you know, I always get to work with Eric on editing, editing that stuff down and, um, yeah, I think we make a, a, a good team, but, uh, you know, his, his name gets uh, the bullet headlines for a reason.
Fair enough. Well, a, definitely a, a great team for a long period of time, I believe. Uh, oh, just about 80% of the uh, original content written in the in the first couple of, uh, uh, no, of I, issues I, I was from Eric himself. He had a couple of really big, Fair enough. wonderful well, features. Everyone remembers like the, the Last Tycoon, which is about the JT Racing Empire, or the... the uh, uh, 1981 Team USA, the designations and all that. But, uh, yeah, there was others of us, like myself and Chris Hollner, that had to do all the captions, all the, the little things, the column work, the, the, the heavy lifting of a magazine that, that, uh, sometimes gets, gets overlooked. But, uh, you know, you know, not, you don't get the bat every time, but, uh, that's why you put your cleanup hitter forth and EJ was that press forever. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I absolutely love the the JT story, but you're right. Uh, um, I, I, I can only imagine the amount of hours. Uh, if you if you had to, to bill out how many hours you had in that one magazine, I don't even want to know, and I wouldn't want to have to pick up that tab. Um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit before we get uh, into uh, the Pro Marcross series. Let's uh, take a moment and talk about. Ryan Dungey uh, calling it quits yesterday. Uh, it was the worst kept kept secret uh, since Roxon going to Honda. Um, what, what were your thoughts when uh, when it was it became official? And uh, um, what are some of your best memories of the kid who, uh, in a lot of ways, made the well, most I, I out of maybe that, the least uh, amount of natural all, talent? I would never ever um, uh, begrudge or or not understand why uh, a rider of Ryan's caliber decides to call it quits. You know, we saw this before with Ryan Villapoto, uh to some extent with uh, Kevin Windham. You know, there just comes a time, and and I remember, and I I, I wrote this online yesterday. It was just Stan. I I asked him when I was interviewing him back in '94. You know, hey, when did you when did you think it was time to retire? I mean, how did you know? And he said that the moment that I felt like I needed to ask someone, how do you know and when it's time to retire? Because that's when I realized it's time to retire, and I think Ryan had gotten to that point. I think that um, you know the the big injury he had in Colorado last year uh, was, was was scary because you know uh, another inch one way or the other, and he might be in a much different situation for the rest of his life. And um, and then Roxton's you know spectacular right. crash at Anaheim had to give him a little pause as well and uh you know he's been he's been earning money as a professional athlete for a dozen years he's got more money than he'll ever be able to spend uh he's got a, a beautiful uh new wife and, and they 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 i think the time off last year uh with that neck injury he got a chance to be sort of a civilian for a little while and he liked it and he he, he realized that you know he had less and less friends that he was hanging out with the were motocross people he was like living a normal you know, suburban life uh, as a newlywed, and um, it it was it was affecting his drive to the point where where he said that you know winning this year was the hardest thing he ever did because he had to overcome a lot of mental uh, sort of um, uncertainty. He, he 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 had to will himself to get back out there and and really make it happen because you can't ride ninety percent when you're riding at that level. You make one mistake and it becomes sort of a Roxanne-esque crash. And um, so when he decided to walk away, I, you know, and it was Roger who actually told me, uh, you know, the week before it was coming. You know, he wanted to sort of warn us so we could do what we could to sort of reposition the Nationals because Ryan's are, you know, sort of our poster guy. And um, we weren't able to get everything sort of changed over, but we're we're. We're very, very proud of what Ryan Dungey did. He came out of Loretta Lens. Uh, he he came up through the ranks. He he never rode Supercross only. He never uh, did anything. I think that 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 reflected badly on the sport, on his team, on his competition. Um, he was always just a, a, a class act. And my my favorite Ryan Dungey story. I think that I'm the only person in the entire motocross word world that he ever cussed out. And he let me have it with, with every word in the book and rightfully so. Do you remember back in, what was it, 2011 when Southwick's bike didn't start and he missed the start of the race? 
Yeah, he was under the impression there was a two-minute rule. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. not. There's a live TV window, and everyone knows that. And even though you know he was, you know, we we delayed as much as we possibly could. His bike wasn't ready, and it wasn't coming. And we had to start the race, and there was a hurricane coming. And um, anyway, he got the bike at the last second, you know, right before he was going to get lapped by, you know, Metcalf or Villapoto or whoever was winning at that point. And um, he put on the ride of his life, and he got back to salvage a seventh. And after the moto, I said, hey, man, that was fantastic. Could you, could you stick around for a second so we can interview you on TV? And he said, man, you didn't wait for me. Why in the world would I wait for you? We are in, 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 and man, it was everyone in the winter circle just got quiet and was looking at me like, whoa, whoa. And of course, I forgave him immediately. Uh, he's earned the right to, uh, be angry at, you know, with the championship on the line and everything like that. And, uh, of course, within five minutes, he calmed down and came over and could not stop apologizing. And we still laugh about it. I'm the one guy he cussed out, and I'll be very proud of that for a very long time to come. No kidding. Well, that just speaks to the passion that the young man had. Uh, and I still consider him a young man because I think he's still younger than me. The guy is uh, uh, a consummate professional. He's the athlete that... Uh, uh, Anybody in the book would have you uh, look up to as to how to be that professional and, and carry yourself with poise and aggression and, and still uh, be lightning quick on the track and, uh, and approach things in the right way. Um, as, uh, as far as like uh, his legacy and, uh, and basically how he'll be remembered, how do you feel like fans and uh, – and I think we'll remember him will, uh, will, will, the way we will remember, remember Jeff right, Angie. Uh Midwest guy, strong family values. Uh, always showed up for work, uh, got the most out of the, the hand he was dealt. And, and like you said, he wasn't the most naturally talented guy, but you know, neither was, neither was Ryan Villapoto. Uh, and to some extent, neither was Ricky Carmichael. Um, you know, there are guys that no, you could yeah. point out like a Wyndham, a Stewart, uh, uh, Ronnie Lachine back in the day, maybe David Bailey. Who, who had more natural talent, and they did different things with it in various ways. But with Ryan, like Jeff Stanton, he got so much out of the talent he he had because he was so uh, so such a hard worker. He was analytical. He made wise decisions. And uh, you know, Roger DeCoster saw something in him for a reason. And plucking him out of the 125B class back in 2005. It's still one of the easily the, the the best bets anyone ever made in, in motocross, and you know I think that speaks a lot about the the genius that is DeCoster, and um, and 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 they rewarded each other handsomely over the years. That's for sure. Oh, I couldn't agree more. All the best to him in his retirement. He's definitely earned it, and uh, uh, only time will tell what's what's to come. Uh, if, if he ends up in the industry somewhere as a mentor, I, I think he would be a great person for some of these uh, these athletes that uh, really need somebody solid in their in their corner. He could be that person after he's taken some much deserved R and R. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like Zipper Lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffe, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. 
NavigateJustifiedCultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at JustifiedCultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Hey, Big MX fans, Brad Gabbard, your host here, and we've got a great opportunity tonight to hook you guys up with some special prizes. If you are able to go to the Hangtown National this weekend and don't yet have tickets, we've got a pair of tickets for you. If you can answer these trivia questions and email me, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. That's my personal email address. Two questions are, How much do you have to spend to get free shipping with Vertex Pistons? You can go on their website and find that out out immediately. And also, if you go to PivotWorks.com, I need you to tell me at what year their company started uh, doing what they do, bearing kits and stuff like that. So that's how much do you have to spend at VertexPistons.com and what year did PivotWorks start doing what they do? First two emails to bradgebhart88 at gmail.com are going to win the tickets. You have to be able to attend the event. Please email me, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. Hope you guys win. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose. They just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to QBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. 
one to two weeks from now, you can have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the Viral brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road rangers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. With that, let's move on to uh, the exciting series that have drops this weekend uh, uh, with uh, with the exit of, of Ryan and also uh, the injury to uh, to Ken Roxon. Uh, some people would say that the air has been let out of the 450 class. Uh, why are they wrong? Well, I, I you know I can't argue at that point. You know, last year's champion and the guy who won the championship. You know, those two guys have shared the 450 championship every year since Villapoto. Uh, you know, didn't ride in, in 2014. Uh, and, and that's the nature of the sport. You know, you have guys that, that can, can be injured for long periods of time and guys that, 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 you know, call it quits at age 27. And, you know, it was our hope in January that both would be out there. Um, so now you, you automatically turn to Eli Tomac, who's probably got a, a unbelievable chip on his shoulder given, you know, what happened at the end of Supercross and how badly he wanted that title and how, how it was within his grasp. Um, I'm afraid he's going to put like a, a Ricky Carmichael and 04 type ass whipping on everyone because, uh, he's definitely, uh, primed to, um, uh, avenge himself here. Uh, you know, obviously there'll, there'll be some, some other really fast guys out there like Jason Anderson, who just gets better by the week, it seems. Um, you know, uh, Cooper Webb has a lot to prove after having not had the Supercross series he wants to have. Uh, you know, Blake Baggett's getting better and better on the 450 and Cole Sealy and so on and so forth. But you, you, you can't possibly be thinking at this point that anyone other than Tomac is, is your favorite right now. Right, absolutely. I think that um, more than uh, looking for another favorite, you have to almost try and pick your favorite uh, person who may uh, provide a, a decent-sized challenge. I think that uh, you're obviously last year's 250 championship, and uh, we've seen guys, uh, like especially in outdoors, uh, they, they can kind of um, move forward or, or uh, like come back to where they, they kind of they seem to be as a rookie on a 450 uh, outdoors rather than in Supercross where um, it's just it's it just seems so much more difficult to to be basically just hanging out uh, I think I think Cooper Webb is possibly the 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 best best chance at having a, a not so boring year but uh, uh, regardless of how it all shakes down I remember being a huge fan of motocross in 2004 and uh, uh, Eli Tomac winning uh, a majority of the races this this summer isn't going to make me any less of a fan of it it's just the fact that uh, 
uh, the guy's head and shoulders above everyone else, and uh, he's pissed off, frankly. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and you know, there's, there's two glaring absences, you know, because the nature of the sport uh, just make it easier. And, you know, I think that, that Eli is going to be frustrated by the fact that, that uh, he, 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 he will not get to race Eli Tomac again. Or, uh, sorry, Eli will be upset that he won't get to race Ryan Benji again. And, um, Absolutely. So he's got he's got no way to avenge himself directly against number five, but uh, so that's going to make it just all the more harder on on everyone else. For sure, I think that's got to be the kind of feel how uh, um, Ryan Dundee feels about the 2015 season uh, with with Ryan Villapoto uh, absent. Is like he's finally had Alden Baker in his program. All thing like all everything was uh, all systems go, and he didn't have that one uh, adversary that seemed to have his number. And like people will always say, well, Villapoto was gone. Like uh, he kind of discounts the championship a little bit, and that's got to uh, infuriate somebody who works that hard to win a championship. Yeah, well, you know, you, you, you hate to lose something, uh, you know, when, when, you know, we had that crazy night in New Jersey, and, and I say crazy because I do not remember in the history of Supercross when the leaders in either class gave back the points lead at the, the penultimate round, you know, the second to last race, um, and, and for both, you know, Eli and Joey Savacci, uh, it's going to be tough to get past that, but but Eli gets a, an immediate chance. Joey might have his hands full a little more. You know, remember he won this uh, opener last year and, and was was fantastic here at at, um, at Hangtown. I think he won. I, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, he was he was really solid. And uh, but man, the, the last month of Supercross was was not his best month and. You know, he's, he's got a lot of work to do to get back to where he was when this thing started. You're totally right. Joey Savacci went 1-1 last year. Uh, he literally had the championship ripped out of his hands uh, with one one corner to go. That's gut-wrenching. Uh, and he'll be uh, facing off against uh, the same guy that pulled it away from him, who finished 11th place last year with a 20-4 a uh, uh, at Hangtown last year. Um, who would you say is your favorite uh, going into the 250 class? There's uh, I'm looking at a list of guys who, uh, like, the, the top 10, looks impressive, let alone yeah, the, the top they, they, five or the podium. The 250 class should be fantastic, and I'm 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 looking forward to every one of the motos. Um, Zach Osborne has a lot of momentum right now. He's a fantastic outdoor rider, and he finally put it together in Supercross this year. Got himself four wins in the title. Uh, Aaron Plessinger and Dylan Ferrandez, you know that Star Racing team knows how to win titles. Although they didn't have nearly the supercross season they had last year when they had Cooper Webb, Jeremy Martin, and Alex Martin, uh, you know, those guys look good and I, I think they'll be, they'll be even tougher outdoors. Although I, I, I tell people this all the time, I think Aaron Plessinger will be a much better 450 rider just given his size. When he gets on yeah, a 450 outdoors, look out. And, uh, I, I, I think that it's tough for him to race against some of these little guys in the 250 class, but the guy, that I am most intrigued about going into this thing. Uh, and I say, by the way, I think Adam Sinsrula will be a better 450 rider as well. I just want to throw that in. He's, he's gotten pretty tall too. But the guy that I'm most interested in watching is Jeremy Martin. Um, he had a horrible Supercross season. Uh, you know, this time last year, he was trying to win, he was getting ready to win his third outdoor title and everyone thought he had a straight shot to it and then things just kind of went sideways with the team and with his health and with his his everything and he was out of the series by Washougal uh, and then you know he switched to Geico and Geico doesn't buy top riders like that they like to raise you know athletes organically so for them to to have you know grabbed Jeremy like they did you know they're serious they, they, they've got a lot to prove and uh, I think that that he's just been setting the practice tracks on fire out here. And um, I've watched number six, and it'd be weird to see number six out there because it's been a long time since um, uh, um, we saw Jeremy with anything but number one outdoors. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be tough to beat. 
No kidding. It's an awfully familiar sight to see the number six on a red bike. We'll see how uh, things shake out for him after a very forgettable 2016 year. It just seemed like uh, everything couldn't have uh, couldn't go right for, for Jeremy Martin in 2016. Although he had some success in Supercross, it all unraveled with, uh, dis- yeah, like you said, disagreeing with the team. You're not happy. And then on top of that, you get sick. Like you're, you're dealing with uh, uh, illnesses be- because of your, your training regimen. And then that's just frustration on top of frustration. So... Uh, I think uh, his his Supercross season and and much the same with Aaron Plessinger's and uh, and uh, Ferrandez, uh, the, the the three of those guys have been basically full focused on uh, racing outdoors for the last month or so. They, those three might be the most ready out of everyone. Yeah, I I, I would think so too. Don't don't count out uh, 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 Jeremy's big brother Alex. Martin. Of course. He didn't have the Supercross series he wanted either, and um, I know those Red Bull uh, Troy Lee designed KTM's uh, are, are are pretty darn fast, and and uh, you know he 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 was done with Supercross probably before anyone. He was it was just not working out, and uh, yeah, it's weird. You know, last summer the the outdoor started. The Martin brothers were you know fantastic, and remember they they. Then and Cooper Webb went one, two, three at Glen Helen. And, um, and you thought right then that was like the most powerful 250 team ever. And by the end of the season, all three were gone. Cooper, you know, moved up to the 450 and, uh, Alex and, 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 and Jeremy were, were done. And, uh, I, I, I don't think anyone expected that. And, um, you know, now they're, they're, they're all coming back with something to prove. Absolutely. In fact, I believe, uh, um, they just about swept the uh, the, the the 250 title or the 250 um, the podium rather in in Millville where uh, Jeremy I believe got the uh, got the number one uh, the the overall for that but uh, last year in Millville that's one track that I love going to I know you like it as well yeah I, I do and and, and uh, unfortunately I haven't been able to go there or watch Google the last couple of years because by that point I'm focused on Loretta Lynn's. Uh, and and, and uh, so I get to watch them on TV when I'm in between mowing grass at the ranch or, you know, pounding in steaks or whatever the heck uh, needs done down there. Fair enough. Well, yeah, you, you are super busy with that stuff. You, I know you're at the track today uh, with uh, some steel structures being erected and some tents going up. How involved are you on the uh, the race prep um, during the week? Because I know with a lot of travel and, and uh, how that all works is that you're very hands-on with all that. Well, I just I just like to, you know, have that front row seat and make myself useful at the same time. But, you know, each of the, the promoters, and they organize – you know, their own events for the most part. We, we come in with the infrastructure, John Ayers and his crew and, and, you know, NBC and everything, but, but it's the, it's what the promoters do year round at these facilities that, that gets them in shape. And, you know, out there today at Hangtown, all the dirt diggers are running around and, you know, cutting grass and, and doing everything they could, you know, cause that's a, that's a park. They don't own that. They're all volunteers and they all, uh, you know, just take a lot of pride in what they do. And then you get to something like Millville where, you know, the Martin family owns it. But, uh, you know, their two boys are not there to help that week because they're running the national series trying to win the title. So John and Greta, you know, have built a, a really good crew up there. And, you know, every national has its own sort of nuances and the way it works. But uh, the least I can do is, is roll up my sleeves and, and help any way I can. And, uh, you know, I don't do the, the most important stuff but I like to be able to do everything uh, to some level, to some degree, and so I at least know what's going on and, and know what needs to be done, and I can think about ways to, to make it better. Uh, with the return of the Nationals, does that mean that's a return of the, the iPhone photography that uh, Instagram was enjoying? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I will take a step away from my uh, sign jousting genre and, uh, <laughs> and my kids. Uh, although uh, you'll see them in a lot of the nationals this summer, and uh, get into posting some stuff from the races, and uh, I was already scouting out some spots that I'll shoot tomorrow during the, the press day, and um, yeah, look look for look for some stuff in, from my phone. 
Fair enough. Well, speaking of uh, of your phone um, and, and and iPhones in general, I'm looking forward to being at uh, at a motocross trackside uh, during a Saturday this year, racing my 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 motocross bike, uh, as well as uh, getting the uh, the NBC Sports Gold app on my phone, where I can watch uh, the practices. Both motos uh, of the uh, of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross AMA Championship, uh, right right on my phone. Right, uh, whether as long as I've got internet signal, I'm going to have your series in my pocket. I'm glad to hear that. The, uh, the you know everything online will be commercial free. Uh, if you have the NBC Sports app uh, or the NBC Gold app, I should say, and and that's something that you know we actually talked to the the network about because. I, I've become very fond of the way that uh, Ustream does the MXGP uh, TV streaming, and uh, it's a little pricier the way they do it, but, you know, they, they have much bigger costs because they're going all over the world, and and, and, and it's a weekend-long thing, and, and it's, a, it's a pretty slick thing. But it, it gets rid of the, the people that, you know, might complain, and, you know, sometimes if it's a country like, you know, Canada – uh, we might not get the TV package we wanted, or NBC might not get it. And man, you know, because it's geo blocked or whatever, it's a real, real pain to, to have to explain to all the fans up there why it's not working or why they don't get to see it. And so when they went with this, this, this pay platform, uh, you know, they said no commercials. Uh, we'll put it at a modest price or 50 US bucks a sec, which I think is 68 up there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty sweet. Um, that's less than, you know, $5 us for, for, for each race. And, and, uh, um, you know, that's the way network television is going in America. And, you know, because so many people are watching on the devices and they don't want to see commercials. The only way to do it is to, to, to start to, to do a, a, a pay, pay to watch, uh, system online and, I know that people complain because, you know, at least down here in America, because we showed it for free for, you know, six, seven years. Uh, well, now it's, it, you know, it, it wasn't free. We had all the commercials and everything. and Now there's no commercials. So hopefully that'll soften the blow a little bit. And hopefully we'll get a whole bunch of people watching and enjoying uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross all summer long. Absolutely, I totally agree. Uh, it's been two two winters now that I'm I'm happy to uh, to get the full year su- subscription to uh, keep up to uh, the 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 MX uh, MXGPs, and that that's actually been my my best way to ever watch it because uh, yeah it was very difficult to watch it uh with canadian packages and uh i don't think mav tv is available through my uh my my parents provider for uh for when like i don't have cable that here at home my parents do but i don't even think that mav tv or uh nbc sports is available through their their package i would i would have to get a, a totally different carrier altogether so this is awesome for me as, as an international uh, um viewer of the sport and uh, I think that it's really going to add to it I think that that's kind of the way that everything is going like we watch we don't watch movies on uh, on the 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 regular cable channels anymore we barely go out and watch them we, we watch them on Netflix or, or whichever uh, uh, paid programming that uh, that you can have and it's it's commercial free so uh, I think it's great I I'm really looking forward to it and it's a huge touch um it's, uh, let's get to, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the fact like the seeing these races in person. You've had the uh, the fortunate uh, circumstance of watching many of these races in person. You have watched some of them on the uh, the the Go app or the the Gold app, of course. But uh, um, which race do you say, if you say there's someone on a far distant land uh, that hasn't come to an, a national before? Which national are they going to, and why? I, I think they're they're all good. You know, if you go to if you come to Glen Helen. I'm sorry, if you come to Hangtown, you get to see the opener. There's just all kinds of energy here, and they do a, a great job. If you go to Glen Helen, you're in the heart of the motocross industry as far as America goes. You get to, get to, uh, you know, go to Pro Circuit and Chaparral and all the places in Corona. And, and, you know, Glen Helen is just a spectacular motocross track. Um, you know, Colorado, the scenery is beautiful. The, the racetrack's beautiful. Mount Morris, that's my home race. Very partial to it. Uh, you know, Redbud is, you know, the capital 
as far as I'm concerned. It's, it is the best motocross facility in the world. And, and, uh, I, uh, you know, think it, it's, it's wonderful that it's the centerpiece of our series because the Gucci family works so hard on it year round and, and it elevates everything. And, you know, Univilla has got so much history. It's, it's, it's a spectacular track. Uh, there's amateur racing. You get to get out there with, you know, a thousand of your buddies and, Southwick is the sand race. It's got its own special vibe to it. And Washougal is, you know, also one of those tracks that can make a claim for the, the most beautiful motocross track in the world. Uh, Millville, same. And, and, you know, I know I'm leaving off a couple, but they all have something. You know, if you can get to it, just make sure that you, 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 you check out what's around the area, too, and not just the motocross race itself, because, you know, if you go to Bud's Creek, I mean, Washington D.C. has so many cool things to to offer. If you if you go to um, uh, Mount Morris, you know it, it's 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 just beautiful countryside, all kinds of outdoors things to do. Um, you know, don't 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 base it on just one race. Go to the one that that you can get the most out of. Fair enough. Well, I, I've already uh, booked my flight for for Colorado, and uh, I always drive down to uh, to Millville, Minnesota, to uh, not only race Amateur Day but uh, to be trackside for that. I'm looking forward to uh, to, to both those events. Uh, well, I, I guess uh, you'd already mentioned that I probably won't see you in Millville, but uh, uh, travel plans for Colorado? Yeah, I'll be out there. I hope to have my son out there with me as well. Awesome. Looking forward to meeting Vance. Uh, Davey, um, last question for you before I let you get some, uh, some, some dinner in here. I'm sure, I'm sure it's around that time for you, my friend. Um, what do you hope that everyone that would uh, attend a Lucas Oil Pro Motocross AMA National uh, would be saying in the car ride home after, uh, after uh, an amazing weekend of racing? I would hope they say that, you know, a, they got their money's worth, and B, they're going to take that money and go to a local motorcycle dealer and uh, investigate buying themselves a motorcycle. You know, the the idea of professional motocross racing is to sell motorcycles, and uh, the OEMs, you know, when you think about it, they're really also our partners in this. You know, not only the promoters and the NBC networks and all the things like that. But, you know, I'm sure that the folks at Supercross will tell you the same thing. That's that's what really makes it all go is the, the, the idea that teams would invest in young athletes and, and build better bikes and put big rigs on the road and hire a bunch of mechanics and everything and, and, and team personnel. They want to win. And the reason they want to win is because they want to sell more motorcycles. So, uh, that's, that's the role that we play. Uh, we're, 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 we're very proud of, you know, the amount of motorcycles that we sell is, uh, with what we do. And, and not only for Lubisola Pro Motocross, but Loretta Lens, GNCC, the ATV series that we're involved in, uh, you know, we, we promote races and, 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 you know, that's, that's, that's our part of the food chain, making sure that people buy motorcycles, have a place to race those motorcycles. And the motorcycle manufacturers have a place to market and sell more motorcycles. That's 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 why we're here. Awesome. Well, uh, it, it's thanks to uh, Motocross Nationals that uh, I was able to attend one in 1999. Then uh, promptly asked my dad to get me a 1999 DS80 uh, from Suzuki, a local Suzuki dealership, and that blossomed into uh, a dirt bike count of about 12 so far. So uh, so far, the work your work is is uh, is, is 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 turning turning up uh, some results. Yeah. Well. Like I said, we're, we're all in this together, and, and uh, you know we're just doing our best. And yeah, people going home if they see a good, safe, spectacular, and entertaining race, uh, get yourself in a motorcycle dealership on Monday. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I really appreciate you giving me the time to uh, to chat a little bit about the series. We're so excited to uh, kick off this Saturday at the uh, the Hangtown National. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. I, I will see you in Colorado.
Oh, <laughs> 